0: It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's another episode for the Fitness Your Future podcast, a podcast helping obese individuals lose weight through science and experiences so they can live a longer, healthier life. My name is Edge, and I'm excited to share this episode with you today. Before we get into this episode, I would like to make it clear and throw in a disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I'm just an exercise science student, at the time of this recording, reporting the best evidence that I can find to answer a question. Consult with your physician for medical advice, and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. So, in this episode, I'll be sharing the countless numbers of controversies Behind The Biggest Loser Show. And I'll explain to you why it portrays a unethical and unsustainable way to lose weight. So, when I was 12 years old, I was channel surfing until I came across a TV show called The Biggest Loser. And I was like, The Biggest Loser? I wonder what that is. So... Checked it out, and after 10 minutes of watching the show, I got a pretty good idea of it right away. And it's pretty simple. I see morably obese individuals competing to lose as much weight as possible for them to have a chance to win a quarter million dollars worth of prize money. When it comes to the general idea of it, It seems like a pretty good idea on paper. But the problem is, is the way they conduct these people's weight loss journeys. Yes, at the end of the day, they did help their winning contestants lose weight in the short term. But when it comes to the long term changes, when we look at the statistics of the past contestants of The Biggest Loser, Studies from Scientific American stated that only one out of 14 former contestants managed to maintain their weight after the show. And that right there shows that the program is a failure. Why is that? When I rewatch the show, I can see why. First of all, They make it hard for people to actually enjoy exercising. When I saw those clips of the show, the contestants looked flat out miserable in a very bad way. If you're doing something that you hate doing, why would you go back doing it? That's why I believe that most former contestants drop their exercise routines after the show At the end of the day, please pick out an exercise routine that you enjoy doing. That way it's easier for you to stay consistent with it in order to make your weight loss journey more sustainable. The second main problem of the show, at the end of the day, it's a reality show. Producers want to make the show as dramatic and gimmicky as possible. so. What did they do? They ended up making the contestants do obstacle courses that are pretty similar to America Ninja Warrior. If you're familiar with the show, go ahead and look it up. Okay. So, who in the heck thinks it's a good idea to have morally obese people with? No experience and training to go through a difficult obstacle course like that. That has injuries written all over it. And surprise, surprise, those obstacle courses do lead to injuries. And I'm upset about how the show handled those injuries. It's been reported by one of the contestants that they suffered multiple stress fractures in their feet. And then the producers and the trainers of the show told her, you still need to work out. And it's been reported by some of the contestants that they develop an eating disorder. Because since there is high pressure in the show to cut and keep the weight off, no matter what, and that causes some of them to develop those eating disorders. After the show, some of them did seek recovery by seeing a nutritionist and therapist. But the question is, why are they not seeing one in the first place? That right there tells you that health is second to weight loss in their perspective. That is not how you should approach weight loss. Always remember to put your health first. One of the biggest problems of the show is that they lack medical professionals like mental health professionals, nutritionists, medical doctors, and more exercise coaches. These medical professionals would have made a huge difference to these people's lives to make long-term sustainable changes. I'll give you an example. When it comes to my weight loss philosophy, you got to train your mind first by changing your behavior. To change that behavior, you need a therapist and nutritionist to come up with a plan to make it easier for you to change that behavior. With The Biggest Loser, they flat out throw those people into the wolves and expect you to lose the weight right away. As the controversies of The Biggest Loser became public, the show started to plummet and eventually got canceled in 2020, and hopefully it stays that way for good. What The Biggest Loser actually gave to us is a representation of one of the worst ways to lose weight. So if you're bored, go ahead and watch some old clips of the show, and you'll see the toxic culture in the show. So, this is just part one about the controversies of The Biggest Loser. Next week, I'll go ahead and dive deeper into those controversies, and I'll be talking about the personal trainers in the show, and how did they contribute with the toxic culture in the show. So, stay tuned for that. And... That right there concludes part one of The Toxic Culture in The Biggest Loser. If you like this episode, go ahead and share with a friend. And before I end this episode, I would like to apologize for being absent for the last two weeks. Let's just say that I have a nasty case of the flu, so that pretty much threw off my episode schedule. And other than that, that's all that I got for you today, and I'll talk to you later. Peace!